uh, the Holy Spirit told me that he wanted me to um, give uh, out a blessing to you. And so I want to do that. And then if we still have time, um, I'll give a really brief message. How does that sound? So here's um, how I want to do this. Uh, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to put yourself in the uh, receptor mode. So you're going to receive a blessing. I bless you today in the name of Jesus that your eyes would be enlightened to the full hope of God's undeniable and unique calling for your life. May you be strengthened today with might in your inner man as the Holy Spirit comes upon each and every one of you to minister and impart the outrageous, courageous, contagious, and overflowing love of our Father to and through your heart. I declare to you today is a new day in your life and in the life of Storehouse Church. This is a day where God's presence and God's power have been made abundantly and freely available to you and to yours. This is a place where the great grace and abundant mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ are available to any and to all who need his touch of restoration in their life. Even now the healing waters are being stirred on your behalf. I bless you today with godly wisdom, character, and an increase of understanding and divine insight where you have been challenged personally and did not know how to move forward with honor and dignity. I bless you in your sphere of influence to be a sign and a wonder of God's glory, pointing the world around you to the beauty of his son, Jesus. I bless you today with divine health and supernatural strengthening in your physical body. I bless your mind to only think and meditate on the things of God and the reality of heaven invading the earth around you. I bless you to be a carrier of the manifest presence of the power of God and releasing the kingdom of heaven everywhere you go. May you have the mind of Christ even this day as your mind is being renewed to think God thoughts and to walk only in the ways of the king. May the thoughts you think and the words you speak release grace-shaped containers of the kingdom in the hearts of those who hear you. I bless you today with divine expectancy in your spirit, man, and excitement in your heart of hearts as you live out the wonderfully prepared plans of God for your life to their fullest and utmost potential. I speak now to the angels that have been assigned to your life and to the God-given destiny to be fully released without hindrance to both minister to you and to go before you opening doors of acceleration and favor, influence, opportunity, promotion that you will see all that God has prepared for you and prepared you for becoming a present reality in your life. I bless you with an increase of faith and vision for your life, your family, your business. I bless you to walk in faithfulness with what God has entrusted to you spiritually and materially. I bless you to be kingdom conduit of blessing and financial increase that in and through you, all of the families of the earth will be blessed. I bless your finances to be multiplied and increased as you continue to honor God with your first fruits, your tithe, your offerings, and your charitable and benevolent giving as the Lord leads. I bless you that no matter what you have need of in 
your life. It is being provided for you now by the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace of the Lord Jesus, and the immeasurable goodness of our God. I bless you today to walk in the fullness of God's double portion anointing in your life. I bless you to be salt in Dallas, Texas, and the surrounding areas and a light to the world as the revelation and reality of Christ in you, the hope of glory, is more fully realized and released each day in this coming week. May your boots be bathed in butter, hallelujah, praise the Lord for Texas, and your steps in cream as our rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, pulls out rivers of new and fresh oil upon you. I bless you in the magnificent, wonderful, matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you feel as good as I do right now. <laughs> Whew, how many of you needed that? How many of you received that? You know, yeah, you receive what you believe. You receive what you believe, what you believe in faith, what you will receive in faith. I'm telling you, what you just got was real and it was tangible. In the name of Jesus, amen? Whew. I hope I'm losing weight while I'm doing all this shaking. I don't know. It's like a workout. It's the, ab, yeah, it's the new, newest thing in, in uh, ab workout. I don't need a trainer. <laughs> I got the Holy Ghost. So I wanted to talk to you this morning about time. Isn't that good? By the way, how many of you saw the Pope came? The Pope came to America. Woohoo! Boy, that was fun, wasn't it? There were a lot of people like going to see the Pope. Kind of funny. They were like dancing for him and everything. Did you see all the dancers? And I was thinking, this is so funny. There's dancers. That's awesome. And I was thinking to myself as I was listening to him talk about a lot of the conditions of the earth and the, the um, global warming and all of this. And I thought, you know, um, Jesus is what we need. Yeah. We don't need a five-point plan. I got an idea. Why don't we just get more of Jesus? Because the earth is being crushed under the sin of mankind. And what we need is Jesus. He's the answer to global warming. Jesus is the answer to war. Jesus is the answer to poverty. Jesus is the answer to everything. I say let's preach Jesus and the kingdom of heaven that is at hand and let everything else talk to itself or take care of itself. You know, I, 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 I vote for Billy Graham going to the U.N., I vote Billy Graham going and preaching a word to Congress yeah. or Todd White <laughs> with those weird shoes. <laughs> He'd be out there dancing with the dancers and be like, yeah. <laughs> those charismatics, woo, you never know what you're going to get with them. <laughs> <sighs> All right, time. So uh, um, the Lord told me a little while ago, he said, I'm redeeming and I'm multiplying time. And I said, okay, well, that's a, that's a good thing. 
Um, we all need more time, right? How many of you don't have enough time in your week? Raise your hand. Okay, so we're all kind of in the same mess, aren't we? We've all got way too much going on and not enough time to get it done. Um, so what's the one thing <clears throat> that the earth has that heaven doesn't? What's the one thing? Time. That's the one thing. Time. Heaven doesn't have time. It's timeless. It's infinite. God doesn't have a big clock in heaven. You know, he's not wearing a watch. You know, he's the creator of time. You know, everything else, you know, love, the fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. I mean, all of this is just heaven and it flows from heaven. You know, but the one thing that heaven doesn't have is time. And you know that when you pray, because when you go and you're, 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 you're getting a prophetic download or something, you, you, there's no timing in it. It feels immediate. You're going, oh, God is going to bring a revival today, today. And in fact, I, I, I hear a lot of prophets and, and they're never any good on time. Have you ever noticed that? You're like, whoa, he missed it. Well, he didn't actually miss it, but he just kind of missed the time. I think the only one that I ever knew that got time right was Bob Jones. And, 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 uh, and, and sometimes he missed it, but, but I remember a couple of times, man, he was right on the money. And so the thing about time is that time was given to us. You know, it was given to us, and it was given to us for a measurement. And so I want to talk to you this morning out of Genesis, because when uh, God came and he, and he created everything and he spoke the world into existence, right? Well, he's, he did it um, by saying, let there be light. You know, on the first day, he declared with his voice, the resounding voice, this is the God that holds the seven stars in his hand. This is the God who out of darkness spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. And he called that light day. And that word day, the Hebrew of the word day, it actually means time. And so what he was doing, and he said, after he said, let there be light, and I'm going to call this day, he said, this is good. He saw that it was good. And he separated the day from uh, the uh, darkness from the light and, and the day from the night. And he did, but the one thing he didn't say is he didn't say the darkness was good and he didn't say the night was good. He said the light and the day is good because we're children of light. We're children of the day so that everything is illuminated and we understand time. But, but so what he was what he was talking about is he was setting when he when he released that when he when he created the earth he created a system of measurement in the earth that the earth would now be on a clock. And and and, and not just a clock of the of of the time that man would be on the earth before he would return, but everything was set in his timing, not in our timing. Because if it was up to me, I want everything yesterday, and I want my food fast, and I want my life fast, and I want everything that God has promised me yesterday. I want it now. But you know, everything is in the timing of the Lord and he has purposed everything. It's in him, it's not in us. And so in the, on the day one, when he was establishing all of this, again, he did it for us. And then along comes day two, or actually day three 
um, when he said every seed is going to reproduce after itself, right? And so every seed that is sown is going to reproduce after itself. A tree is going to produce a tree and so on and so forth. But that principle is for everything in the universe. Everything will reproduce after itself. Compassion will produce compassion. Mercy will produce mercy. Everything that you sow, you are actually going to reap the blessing of that. And it will reproduce after itself. And then he said, in day four, he said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and for years. So basically, he's saying, listen, when you see the moon and the stars, the moon and the stars are actually put there by God and they are for seasons. And so as the stars move, the scientists have, they can map the stars and they can go back in time and they can tell you a message that the stars were saying at the time of Jesus's birth. They can tell you that the, what the stars were saying at, at, at different times throughout history. And so right now we have something going on with the, the blood moons. And uh, somebody recently told us, oh, that's just ridiculous. That's nonsense. Well, it really isn't because the Lord said that he put these things in the heaven as markers in time so that we would be children of light and we would have understanding in that day. And so we can look at these things as markers and, and understand that, that not only on the fourth day was he putting markers in the sky, but he was also basically developing the Google Calendar. So my smartphone calendar got, got uh, invented on day four. So, I, so from now on, whenever I look at time and I look at the days and the years, all of that was established on that day. Okay, that's a basic foundation. So the Lord said, I'm redeeming time. And... Um, so I asked the Lord about that. You're redeeming time. And he said, you know, not every 24 hours in a day is the same. My 24 hours is not the same as your 24 hours. Because we all think we've got 24 hours in a day, right? It's like, okay, it's finite, right? 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. We know this is what we have because this is what the Google Calendar tells us. But the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 time is different for everyone. The time that I have been given and the time that Andrew has been given is different. My time is different than Sharon's because each one of us have been appointed time. Turn in your Bibles to um, Ecclesiastes 3. Are y'all with me? I love Ecclesiastes, and I like saying that word, Ecclesiastes. Does anybody know what that means, Matthew, Jeremy? Thank you, honey. See how smart he is? The churchiastes. All right, um, chapter 3. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Under where? Heaven. So there's time 
under heaven, not in heaven, okay? So there's a time for every purpose, every purpose in your life. There is a time under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, build up, weep, laugh, mourn, dance, cast away stones, gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, lose, keep, throw away, tear, so time to keep silent, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to war, a time for peace. And then he goes on in, in verse uh, nine and he says this, what profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time, and he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work of God that he does, uh, can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor. It is a gift of God. So what he's doing here is the Lord is actually connecting time and work. He's connecting your time with your labor, but he's actually talking about time and labor and the time to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Um, and so I want to talk to you about this because as I sow my time, as I sow my time in the things of God, as I give God my first fruits in prayer and I begin to sow my time because the most valuable resource is what? Time. It's more valuable than money. It's more valuable than gold. Why? Because it's what gives us the ability to create wealth. It's the thing that gives us the ability to spend time with our loved ones. It gives us the ability to exercise and to care for our physical temples. And so everything in life is blessed by having enough time, not just to do these things and to labor and to do these things, but also to enjoy the fruit of our labor, that we will actually be able to come into rest as we labor. But it's not laboring unto, um, unto working, but it's laboring in rest. And so I want to talk about that because there, there was a point in my life where the Lord showed me that he did this for us um, and, and continues to do it today. Um, it started when um, our daughter Bliss um, was hurt um, and broke her neck and she was in a wheelchair. And, and so our whole family, I mean, everything stopped. And at the time, John was starting his business, very busy. How many of you have started a business really busy in the first season of starting that business. I mean, it's like game on. Everybody is, is full throttle getting that business started. And then um, we also had a full-time ministry, and we were traveling all throughout the United States. And, and, and so we were doing, we had a lot, and then we have the seven kids, right? So Bliss has her accident, and, and it is a, for us, as a quadriplegic, trying to get her uh, to, back into um, independence or helping her just learn how to do the basic things of life again, it just was full-time. I was a full-time nurse. 
I was a full-time aide. I, I was with her all the time and never left her. And um, so we've got this very, very busy life, but the rest of the children's needs had to be taken care of. Now, that doesn't stop. You know, Samuel, I think at the time he was like five or six. So um, it was just a really busy time. And so during that time, um, the Lord said to me, I want you um, to start my house of prayer. And I thought, uh, okay, this is probably not a good time, God. And, um, and he said, no, I want you to um, start my house of prayer. And I want you to start by praying 12 hours a week. Well, I didn't have 12 seconds a week. I mean, I was falling into bed at about 2 a.m., and she had to be turned every two hours so that she wouldn't get bed sores. And, and so I was like, there's no way. There's no way. I don't, I, there's, forget it. I can't. How can I do that? So he kept, in, in his mercy and his kindness, he kept saying, I want you to pray. Give me 12 hours a week. Give me 12 hours a week. Give me 12 hours a week. And some of you may not think that's a lot, but for me at the time, that was really a lot. And so I thought, if I do this, who's going to take care of everything? If I, if I, if I, who's going to take care of the laundry list of things I have to do? You know, and, and the Lord said, um, do you trust me? And I'm like, yes. And then he said this, he said, if you build my house, I'll build yours. Well, who's his house? Well, I'm his house. I'm his house. And so um, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. This is, gonna, this is craziness, but I'm going to do it. And so I started praying 12 hours um, a week. And what happened was miracle. Because the very thing that he said and he promised me began to happen. And all of a sudden, bliss started making a miraculous recovery I began to have all of this leftover time. It would be 8 o'clock in the evening, and my day would be done. I'd be looking around thinking there's got to be something else I could be doing. But what happened is that I gave him my first fruits of time, and he gave me back my life. And so what was going on is that, that, that the places where I had labored, and, and John, you know, when, before we were believers, we had a motto, especially John, um, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And, but, but the exchange happened with time. And I learned a valuable lesson that time is not the same for everyone. That God in his word says that he can extend it or he can reduce it. And I want to read to you some of these. And that's what he did for us. In fact, he did it so much that my daughter Bliss became the poster child for Baylor 
um, rehab. They had a they had a poster of her because she recovered in two years what should have taken eight with her um, with her uh, damaged um, spine. So so I mean life size. Well not in life. It was just enormous. She was on the whole side of the building with a picture going Baylor. Look how great we are. Look at this. So it was two years and and I mean it was just phenomenal the way that God not only did he multiply my time every day. I had all this extra time to enjoy my life and the fruit of my labor, but my daughter was miraculously being healed and, and was recovering that, that, that so much so that she became the poster child for Baylor. I mean, guys, let me tell you what, this works. It works. God is redeeming time. To rede redeem means to buy back, and it refers to regards to work or, it regard, or, or money, and it means the payment, to pay a price to recover from the power of another to ransom or to buy. Now, I mean, we've all been redeemed by Christ, but I'm telling you, beloved, God wants to redeem your life, and he wants to redeem your time, and he wants to give you back a life that is not so filled every single moment of the day. He wants you to enter into his rest, and this is one of the ways that you're going to enter into his rest. Okay, so let's look at a few scriptures. Mark 13, 20 says, unless the Lord has shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. Deuteronomy 6, 2 says, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all of his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all of the days of your life, that your days may be prolonged. First uh, Kings 3, 4, so if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. That's not just, I will lengthen your days like you're going to live to be really old. That is, I will lengthen your days. You are going to have more time in your day than the guy that's working beside you in the cubicle. Because God is a God of multiplication. This is the very same principle that I talked about last week when we gave the testimony of the multiplication of the food. So what we did is we had five orders of Mongolian beef, right? We gave one, praise the Lord for Mongolian beef, right? We gave one away to our daughter Bliss who called at the last minute, right as, right as they were uh, closing, Payway was closing, and she said, hey, I'm hungry, can you bring me something? I go take her one order. We've got five people that we have to feed, including three very hungry teenage boys that just got finished playing football. I mean, they could eat all of the food. So I'm like, John and I are like, well, and I thought to myself, well, I just won't eat very much. You know, I'll just have a little bit. And um, so John and Samuel and I divided up the four Mongolian beefs among five plates, okay? Do y'all feel like you're in math again? And the subset of that is, <laughs> you know those word problems? I was always so confused. I was like, what? <laughs> so we have five plates. We have four Mongolian beefs. We count out the plates. Me, Samuel, John, we all see what we're doing. John and I eat first. We take two plates away. Three are left. The boys, I made them shower, okay, praise the Lord. So they shower, they come down, there are four plates of Mongolian beef. Samuel said to me, Mom, did you not eat? And I said, no, Dad and I had our plates. Mom, there are four plates here. 
Okay, listen, you cannot explain how God took and multiplied. And he said, and what was so great about it, and my son was very impressed with the Lord, okay, is that it was a full plate. It had everything on it that the other plates had. And so he was really excited about this, but he was kind of going, I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't, how did this happen? Guys, I'm telling you, when you give away your first fruits, what happened is God will take your remainder and he will multiply it. And this principle is time. It works for time. I want you to get your life back and I want you to begin to enjoy the fruit of your life by giving God the first fruits of your day. Because he, he said, I, he said, let there be light right? And, what, and, and so let there be light. When the light comes on the day, how many of you feel great when you, ra you, uh, you rise with the sun? Isn't that amazing? How, okay, really? <laughs> the rest of you are like, womp, womp. <laughs> You're like, no, man, I've got those, I've got those dark, dark, uh, what do they call those curtains that block out light? Hotel, you go to the hotel and you're like, where am I? <laughs> it's like 4 p.m. You just wake up. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's only me. But really, we're human clocks, and, and we were actually created to get up with the sun and to give him our first fruits. Amen? So, um, really, I believe that the Lord, what he's doing right now is he's redeeming time because he wants you to prosper. And I could not have done what happened with bliss in my own strength. I really needed a miracle. And a lot of us need a miracle in our lives. We need a miracle in our finances. We need a miracle. And God is saying, I will give you. And you think you don't have time. You think you don't have time to have a friendship with me. You think you don't have time to be intimate. But God is saying, I made time. I made it for you. I'm the keeper of time. I can take that time and I can multiply it in your life so that your life, you will be prospered. It's not going to be a negative. And so what I want to do, it's, it's like 1220, and, and I want to go ahead and wrap this up, but really what I want to do is I want to pray for you. And I, I encourage you, just ask him. Ask him, how many hours can I? Not do you want me to, but how many hours will you let me spend with you every week? How many, how much more can I give you of my time? Because he has it in his heart. He already knows what he's called you to do. He knows the purpose for your life. And he knows the time that's, that's gonna, that that's going to take. He's got the formula, you know? And he wants you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Not to just labor and labor and labor and labor. Trying to get to the promise. But he's like, hey, I'm going to help you out here. Come to me and give me everything. Amen? So, Father, I do. I just ask God this morning that you would come. Tyler, would you play some worship music? Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come? Would you pour out time? Would you show us about the multiplication of time? Would you show us, Father, how to live this way? God, would you tell us when you want us to pray, how long you want us to pray? 
Father, would you order our steps? Be a light to our path. We want to give you our first fruits. God, help us to sow so that we can reap our lives back. We want our lives back. We want to give you our first fruits. So, Father, would you speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit? In Jesus' name, amen.